Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests bring you leading-edge astrology conversations through a journey of soul growth patterns connecting astrology's energetic cycles. Get ready to understand your path in the cosmic roots of the stars. Again, this is Talk Cosmos, leading edge astrology conversations, and we meet every week. And today will be our one of our panels that has been going on since uh, 2019, and that's Cosmic Collaboration. And we're talking about what is happening right today, and it'll be the second full moon in Aquarius at the very last degree, 29 degrees, which in itself, some people, and truly speaking, has a significance. And it's forming an interesting pattern in the sky of relationships. So we have this called um, 29 Aquarius full moon and grand trite, not trite, my goodness, I was combining words, right? Trine kite. It's an energy where we have three points that are in a flow, 120 degrees. It's like a perpetual engine. And the kite introduces a sextile to one of the points and an opposition to the fourth. And that, if you can see it, great. Otherwise, we'll bring up the chart later. And so there's a pattern of how to relate. And we'll talk about what does that mean because we all have our ideas. And that'll be fun. But the idea, the backbone of this could be, which I like to think, which we've added to the title, the willingness to innovate. So come thick and thin as we go through these changes, because the first one, and changes, I mean, because there's always change. That's what the energy is in the world. Something I need to remember, too. And the first one was at one degree uh, almost a month ago in Aquarius, because the full moon's always the opposite of the sun. Remember to subscribe. If you subscribed, we have now, we're on YouTube, Talk Cosmos YouTube, and it's a podcast, podcast one, as we're featured through uh, 1150 KKNW, but all the podcasts carry us. So, hey, we're excited and we want to reach out and we will be more and more this year. It's a good dynamic year and we're so glad to have you. And now we are ready for Cosmic Collaboration. Investigating the deeper archetypal questions related to understanding astrological energetic aspects for growth patterns to unify mind, body, spirit, and emotions, this is your Cosmic Collaboration Panel. I'm Sue Rose Minahan, host of Talk Cosmos, an evolutionary astrologer and consultant, plus a certified color energy coach. I explore creative expression as an artist, a musician, and write abundantly, stories to poetry. I love investigating mythology's language, philosophizing eternity, and I'm a perpetual student of life, seeing oneness of body, spirit of people, animals, and nature. I'm Susie Kerr Wright, astrologer, certified psychic medium, tarot reader, life coach, and Reiki master. I love to bring what I call cosmic common sense to the world through private sessions, as well as all types of media. My work has been published in Chewy.com, Brides Magazine, Good Housekeeping, Cosmopolitan, Elle, Bustle, and more. And I'm a regular guest on Today in Nashville. 
I've had my own radio shows and I was the weekly on-air astrologer for WSCA-FM. And I love to teach astrology and psychic development. And I'm Amanda Pierce, a soul-centered astrologer, astrological consultant, and empowerment-based meditation teacher. I have a BA in psychology, I'm a wellness enthusiast with a passion for healthy eating, and I enjoy creating new realities and shifting old paradigms. And like the Sufi poet Rumi says, you are the entire ocean in a drop. Living in Hawaii, this seems more and more real every moment. I like, thank you, Rumi. And that's only the second stanza. Oops, I just lost my, oh, that's okay. Um, it. So the moon, you know, that is a facial energy. And I think we were going to begin with that. I don't know, Susie, did you have ideas? I mean, was that something you wanted to present? Was the phases or shall, how... Anybody well, just talk a little bit, and then if you want to, if you want me to run through them, I can do that. That's fine. Yeah. Well, let, no, let's do that. Let's start because okay. it starts with the seed, which actually started between these two full moons. Interestingly, because I've noticed that half the year, the full moon begins the arch, archetypal month, and I always go by the archetypal month. Everything seems to be kind of this stewing pot inside it. However, it relates. It's like somewhat adding to our knowledge of that time. And I used to be very connected to it, but you know, now I'm realizing threads, you know, it's like another spice in the pot. It's just gonna happen or herb. So at any rate, so we release with the full moon in order to get to the new moon, but here we have a second time of releasing. So anyway, it starts with a seed. Go ahead and you'll yeah, say and, it more succinctly. And well, and this is just to give people that, that don't really you know, understand the moon cycles, sure. a, a good foundation to understand where we're going to, what we're going to be talking about tonight and how these cycles come back around. So, yes. So, so in the, in the new moon phase, it's obviously that's the, where you're planting the seed, everything, you know, it's going, it's underground. You And at the crescent moon, that's where things begin to germinate and sprout. Okay. So whether it's ideas or relationships or whatever is going on. Um, the first quarter moon is where, that's where the ceilings kind of really become stronger enough to be um, get a little more out on their own, I guess you could say. Um, and um, and there's uh, and I'm not going to relate this to individuals. Yeah, we can come back to that, but just the the idea. The um, on the gibbous moon, this is where the fruit is begins to grow. Okay, so each each. Um, each phase has such, uh, it, it's such a distinct and important um, quality, you know? So, um, so you know, now at this point, it, you know, may need a little, a little less care and feeding, different care and feeding to it. The full moon then comes in with where the flowers bloom, the fruit ripens, everything. You can see what it is that you've created. On the new moon, you're planting something and it may come up really big and tall and strong, but it may be like, you know, maybe a little something may go wrong in there. So now you get to see what it is that you've created in the full moon. And then we begin the other side of the cycle, which is the disseminating moon. Um, and this is where, you know, the fruit ripens, it, it the seeds drop, the, the flowers fade, whatever, you know, during that cycle. Um, the third quarter is when um, this is going into the, the darker side of the moon. And the third quarter is where the, the leaves mature, 
things, you know, th things start to change color, you know, in the fall. Uh, who doesn't love to go leaf peeping in the fall? I do. <laughs> um, and then um, and then finally we reach the phase, and this is one that we're going to be discussing a lot today, is the balsamic phase, which is where this is where the plant more or less dies. It may be a perennial, it may be an annual, but this is where it naturally withdraws and um and then the cycle you know can start over again or something new may need to be planted so that's that's just a little microcosm of you know plant related because <laughs> it's easy to understand um of how the the moon cycles work and you can relate those again to anything in your life you know it's, it could be the cycle of a relationship the cycle of a job the cycle of a project that you're doing whatever whatever it is um it's it will have those those flavors to it so, thank you yeah. very beautifully susie because the um the energy does have a pattern and the moon the closest object I call it object because it's not a planet it reflects it's a luminary but we refer to it as a planet and it therefore we 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 ref use that visual pattern of growth and development with any of the planets and I really like the idea that you brought into effect that it's on the darker side of the moon or the darker side of the light because among the three of us we were talking about other potential conversations and the moon has in mythology these three um goddesses and so this is like a segue i'm thinking for the fall we might just do that try to relate how is are those other goddesses known as the dark um, goddesses or life and death uh, because it is a matter of ending a cycle balsamic which you threaded us into so beautifully um that is uh, and on the other hand, 29 degrees is what they call anoretic, which I personally have a lot in my chart. <laughs> so it's a little harder to see exactly because you're living it all the time. <laughs> but the fact is that there's this thought of on the, you could say like the teeter-totter of the moment where you've really accumulated everything up to that point so that there's really a lot of, of holding within it but then again you're bursting to go forward to the new but you're in my mind you're still on that preposis of that moment that hasn't yet entered so it's in shall we talk about so it as anyway so it could be the last hurrah as as but it could be the ending of a contract. That, the last hurrah. <laughs> yeah, I think I think Amanda had said the last hurrah. It's sort of like on the both scale of whoopee, I've got all this that's been uh, manifested in its full potential. And it, it can be a reclaiming even if you're releasing like oh goody i see the light let me release i mean yeah that gets complex doesn't it <laughs> like, well anybody that has planets yeah well, i was just going to say anybody that has planets at 29 degrees in those areas that's they're always going to feel like they're they're on the cusp of starting something new it's always oh, starting yeah. something new you know I, I i knew a man who was 
that was his, you know, he, he couldn't, he, he couldn't integrate that into his consciousness. And he mm. kept going to these different, building these different churches and then something would happen and he would have to move on and he'd go build another church and start up. And he said, you know, I just can't find anywhere to light. And I'm like, you know, I bet you he's got like some planets that are, like his son is at 29. He's always starting. And, and like, but that's what he's, that's what his energy was. You know, he, mm. he was the starter. He was the one that, that, or like, you know, brought it, brought it to fruition. And then it was time for him to move on, you know? In this particular chart, we have a, a few patterns. And this was not one that we were going to emphasize a lot, but I, we, it was brought up. And I think it's so valuable because it's Pluto square Eris, E-R-I-S, that is, has a 550-year cycle. And it's happened, there's five of these um, uh, squares, and three of them were last year, and they'll, this is the fourth of fifth, and I've been reminded, it's so pivotal. The last time that this happened it, with Capricorn and Aries was back in the Axel Age, which was... Uh, um, 300 some BC when um, Sao La, um, Su, Su Lo and Lao Su, rather Lao Su, I have the name, sorry about this, and Confucius and mega um, philosophical giants were alive. And so it's really hard to again see ourselves in the seed of birthing, but it is a potential of huge, because Eris, the dwarf planet, sister to Eris, I mean to Pluto actually in mythology, is one of discord, chaos, and the truth teller ultimately. She presents a question in a mythological tale of who's the fairest. So without getting involved, ingrained, which is a whole conversation, um, but that is like the backdrop of this one of the importance is that now is not just any significant chart. So this, I mean, go ahead and speak as you might, but I was trying to segue ourselves into this grand yeah. trine. Mm -hmm. I was, I was just going to say that Eris as a truth teller, it's not, she's not a gentle truth teller, you know, she kind of like <laughs> smacks you in the face and then combining that energy with Pluto, it's like, Whoa, this is, uh, can be quite explosive. A good point. <laughs> Dark reality. I, I, I know. Yeah. Even among myself, I think of some of my outbursts, and I think, oh, you know, I have to really think about that. But there is something where you're at that edge of truth, and by gosh, you 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 want to um, participate. Maybe that's it. Mm -hmm. Like, what's what's really going to get unearthed? Well, maybe the clue is further in in the pickle, uh, further yeah. in the brine, right? So, looking at the grand trine, which happens to be between, and I can pull up the chart. Shall I do that right now? We can see for yeah. those that are in our wonderful audience that are able to uh, join us with this. Um, there we go. Okay. It was, it is today, and back east on the east coast is at 8.02 a.m. So you can figure that out with any software. It, but so in other words, the houses may or may not re relate. But the blue triangle in the middle is what we're looking at, along with a little pointy down at the bottom, which is a south node for the kite that we'll talk about later. But it's Venus, beautiful Venus in her own sign, one of two signs, Libra, 
very focused on that energy, we could say. Trining the North Node, which is our common destiny, where we're all traveling for, it's an 18-month cycle. We have until January to complete it. And it is seven degrees in communication, Gemini. And then down in the fifth house, in this chart, it's trined uh, in this little circular energy with Saturn, the timekeeper, these uh, con construction, reconstruction, we might say, in Aquarius. It's saying, hey, you know what? Maybe we'll break some of these rules and reformulate. So idea factory. And Saturn's also in its own sign in this. Oh, chart too, good point. As the I traditional ruler of Aquarius, yeah. I forget. Yes. So there's a dual um, signature there, and that's Very important. Placements. Mm -hmm. It is. Yes, yes, yes. So it, I know there's so many ways that just this nation and other nations are working on the mundane, on the greater scheme to try to, well, gee, think about it with education, kids going to school and the, and the, the, the vaccine, trying to give it to other countries and trying to get our values, as I would say, with our relationships with Venus and communicate them, you know, and structure them for people. Yeah, and and if we're, so we're talking about the, the kite here or. No, we're just talking about the trine at first. Okay. We're talking about this trine because the kite's part of it. But it, do we have anything else we want to say about this? Just the trine, because that's part of the importance of this is that we have two energies that we're working with and one of them is the trine well it's just a it's a very constant flow of energy the trine energy is is free-flowing um and when you connect three points together it just it constantly runs and that there's a lot of potential in that uh, but it can be challenging to really get the most out of it because it's so easy and yeah. it just it just runs on its own and so it's easy to kind of let that potential or not be grounded would you say that yeah. i think grounded because especially in air we're talking air, about the yeah. air element here because i know the ideas that's what i'm saying is we've got all these ideas and for one's personal life it's like we're out of some of the the total unknown from the last year with COVID. COVID is our common denominator. It's changed the world. It's continuing to change the world. So we know this. And but yet out of it, we're trying so hard. And this this in 29 degrees, this chart is really showing how strongly the inter interconnections with that air connection we're trying to make. So Susie, did you have any particular thoughts about this or should we, as like no, Amanda just, was going to. You know, I was just kind of remember thinking of, of people that I know that have a lot of like, you know, these air trines and it's just like, it's so hard for them. They're brilliant minds, brilliant. Um, but it's difficult for them to get into their bodies. Like you were saying, you know, and really connect with their. Manifest. Um, yeah. Well, no, they can manifest like crazy. It's just the, it's just the, um, the you know, they can, well, they can make things happen. They can make things happen pretty rapidly. Oh, you know but, what? But what's it connected to? 
you know. I like, just realized, yes, hmm. I, I'm, I'm realizing there's a mystic square in here too. And it's with Chiron. Do you see that? Very faint. I mean, in other words, the energies. <laughs> yeah. But well, at any rate, um, let's go into the kite because I'm thinking of time too. And I appreciate both your feedback. We've, I was thinking about more of what this particular trine is saying and what a kite is saying. That, well, you know, think, that's what I'm trying to say. Think about what's happening. We, we have a constant right. flow of information. Everybody is glued looking for information now. Yes. And it's, it won't stop. Exactly. And, there's, and there's absolutely, you know, this is where my information says, this is what I believe. This is what I believe. This is what I believe. It's just, it's it's locked in, you know, and, it, yep. and there's support for that similar thinking. You and, know? Very, and, and coming at it from like a very mental place, like not mm. a body knowing or any type of necessarily knowingness, but it's mental, like what's the information telling me? That's yes. what- um, Okay, so we've got, is. yes. So now introducing the kite, and you can both see this. I've got it on share, mm. I can't see you. Okay, and, and for those people that are just listening, we are looking at three points with North Node, with Ceres, the uh, um, asteroid goddess. Actually, she's not asteroid, she's a dwarf. I, I won't complicate it, this. North node with Venus and Saturn. But then we have the nodes being pulled in strongly because between Venus and Saturn at 60 degrees, which is a connection, that's how astrology sees it, is the south node with Juno. And so that's the fire element. That's the spirit. And it's ruled, of course, if we look at rulership, we're going to look at Jupiter and we're bringing in, um, uh, but okay. So we have, to me, I'll just introduce, okay, with the kite, we have an opposition. So that we have these two energies now that are so united that we need to navigate. And it used to be thought you had to do one before the other, but the world is looking more at the energy of and and both. So it's not really do this and then do that. It's like you can eat a little dessert and then you can have your salad, you know? <laughs> yeah. And one of the one of the ways to look at a grand trine kite is to look at the trine as kind of being like a crossbow with the sextile aspects being the bowstring. And so it's pulling, like the energy is pulling back um, and being released from that south node Juno point and shooting across to the north node series. And I think we lost the screen. Well, we, lose, we lost the screen. Okay. Yeah. So that would, looking at it in that particular way, um, it, it puts a lot of prominence on that that Juno South Node and the Ceres North Node, and and Ceres being really lit up by that Juno fire energy. Yes, and I apologize here. I had a little techo problem, so I caught most of that. To me, too, the South Node, as we know, is our common past, the collective common past in our own life and 
on the larger scale of consciousness. And it, in Sagittarius, of course, it has um, different... We're concerned with our belief systems. We're concerned with, well, for some people, religion, and for some people, cultural biases or or cultural the world at large. But I like to sink that down into our belief systems. And with Juno, it seems alliances. So for me, a lot of our values that we're looking at with our relationships and how we're restructuring our whole life is 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 has that focus of how what do I need to adjust my belief system? You know, what what is feeding into that belief system that might not be serving my direction, you know, of of my whole all my experiences. Because with Ceres, she's one of grief and finding ways to nurture ourselves. And so it be, and actually in our chart here, because it was in the ninth house, I'd say it also has a lot to do with how am I going to re-structure uh, with uh, Saturn in a more inclusive uh, philosophy that brings in the wounded, brings in the, because in that, you know, I guess we haven't gone back to the, the full moon, new moon chart much. We kind of got into this, but it is... Um, Chiron's involved. There's just a lot of emphasis about it hasn't been easy, you know, and we have be more inclusive about how it operates. Well, and Juno can also represent contracts. So it being conjunct the South Node, this could be a period where we are, we're done with certain contracts in our lives, whether this is something that a contract we made with a person, a family member, or even stemming from past lives. And then I, when that energy moves over towards uh, Ceres in the North Node, this could be the, the time when we actually communicate that and kind of reclaim our voice because Ceres is, she went through deep loss. So any, anywhere you see Ceres in your chart, it's about reclaiming what, was, what has been lost to you. Yes, and going back to the full moon itself, um, because the moon is with Jupiter and they are in Aquarius. So this is really where it can be very exuberant. You know, we're looking at huge uh, pains. And if you look at the evolutionary side of trauma signature and huge innovation and huge uh, ex new growth of, of of possibilities yes i mean jupiter a lot of it i've been noticing this for the last couple of years with clients like get having this conversation that i you know i normally stick to like hey what's happening in life right now and you know what are the nice little things you could do to help yourself but i've been noticing like this really deep um the this uh releasing those the past um mm. those dna cycles you know those those ancestral cycles there are a lot and that stuff has been coming through so much lately um and i would say probably really really hard in the last couple of years people literally breaking cycles and wow. um 
and you know familial cycles and and it's you know and it's it's scary you know when you point it out it's like people kind of freak out they're like what am i doing and i'm like you're just you're already doing it like you don't need to do anything so there's an unconscious agreement maybe maybe this is part of the new soul contract that's coming in you know that this is happening and you know we're, we're doing it whether we're aware of it or not you know oh. Thank you. Yeah. We will be back. This is a perfect way to reintroduce. This is Cosmic Collaboration Talk Cosmos. And today is the 22nd of August. I'm with Susie Kerr Wright and Amanda Pierce. I'm Sue Rose Minahan. And thank you. We want to continue this about what is our full moon today? The 29th degree of Aquarius with this leading edge conversation. Thank you. take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We are currently in the Yang period of Leo, ruled by the solar sun, having departed from a cycle based on the internal process of emotional attachments requiring security and safety. The energy of Leo externally manifests our legacy through children and artistic creations. As a fixed Yang fire sign that desires to ignite actualization, Leo the Lion takes the risk to generously exhibit love and welcome all to share their stage with joyous pleasure for living life. Talk Cosmos brings you leading-edge astrological conversations with hour-long programs each week on KKNW. The show goes live every Sunday from 1 to 2 p.m. Pacific. Talk Cosmos weekly programs are also available to watch live on Facebook and YouTube, along with daily chats throughout the week on the Talk Cosmos YouTube channel. While you're there, make sure you click like and subscribe buttons so you can get the full Talk Cosmos experience. Or if you'd rather listen to the show archives with audio only, the entire podcast collection since 2018 is available on most podcast carriers. So... Grab your coffee, tea, or kombucha, and enjoy the show. Hello, this is Madam Simon, Archetypal Astrologer and Tarot Reader, and you're listening to Talk Cosmos on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM, where we unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Wondering what's on next on Alternative Talk, 1150? Check out 1150kknw.com. Oh, I have a major reset to my audience and everybody. Today is August 8th. August, isn't today August 8th? Yep. Yeah. And thank you. It's not the 22nd. We're talking about the full moon on the 22nd. Today is the new moon. Today is the day that we're reseeding things. Oh my gosh. You know, I am in Hawaii and I must say for me, I'm not always great with time on this plane anyway. <laughs> I have to adjust to all the time zones and i'm finding my whole calendar every it's quite a bit of chaos <laughs> so let me clarify today is the new moon being seated in leo which is also monumental so we are at that teeter-totter point we might say between the last full moon and the next full moon so right now we can see the the wisdom of what we might want to release i don't know 
from the last, anyway, or, or yeah. project into growth, right? So well, I wanted. I, mm -hmm. Oh, I just love that you're bringing up that, the fact that it is the new moon, because it is that seed point for this full moon that's coming up that we're talking about. And so I just wanted to mention that with this new moon, the sun moon conjunction is square Uranus. So that's a, that's a really big aspect and could be, there could be new awareness coming in, um, kind of an awakening or a shift in perspective that is then going to blossom and bloom at the full moon. So that's just something to take into consideration. Yes. Well, going back I'm to this familiar, oh, go ahead. But Susie, I was no, going to just said I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to pick up the thread that we left with about the familiar cycles. I know for myself, I can well testify that I have, well, my mother passed last year. So of course it's a natural time, but it, it is a very strong factor for uh, that I, I'm recognizing and the growth potential in it because you know, it, and I think it relates very much with the COVID that in releasing, there's the, I don't know what it is, but always in releasing, there is some sorrow. And if you're going to yep. feel that, because that it's been a, series, yeah. yeah, it's attachment too. It's the uh -huh. attachment part. And, but if one can just go through it in order to, uh, see the potential of the new structure. And we're really still in that pattern, or I don't know about pattern, but we're in that development. And yeah. you've got to go through it to fully release it so that you don't manifest forward the same lesson that you may have had, that you you learned and and are now able to release. And that has a lot to do with the body because if we keep it in the head phase, it's like, yeah, we got it down. But then when practice comes up, it's like, eh, you know, like it, it, it's a different factor of which we know, but yet it's the experience. It's totally the experience. So limiting beliefs, that is what this next ending of contracts will be. And I think that says very you know, uh, it ties together what we had said in the beginning. Um, so it could be what's our internal loyalty and fears with people based on family and friends, because I think Susie, you had brought up, and this is what we're all been what we've been discussing is it with people you brought up the, the factor too that releasing these loyalties that we have is is part of it our uh if that's not resonating that's fine yeah no we get it, it, that's that's the thing and and you know and again tying it back into the series energy it's like this you know this stuff doesn't come easy but eventually it's like you know you have to make that it's like you, there's there's a certain amount that's out of your control how you and whether or not you accept it is is what's going to bring you any kind of comfort but it doesn't doesn't necessarily mean it's still going to feel great you know right <laughs> and this is that's really, just yeah this is like a really um emotional full moon i mean a full moon is emotional anyways it's like the moon is at its brightest but then it's at 29 degrees. I mean, that's like full expression of that energy. 
And then the moon is conjunct Jupiter. It's just expanded <laughs> even more. Mm-hmm. So true. there's just a lot of, um, there's going to be a lot of emotional pull uh, to do what we want and to get that freedom because that's what the Aquarius moon so wants. It wants its freedom. And yep. Ceres, Ceres as well is the, the higher octave of the moon. So it's got that emotional nature as well. And mm-hmm. so in a way, it's, we're going towards that with the North Node. Uh, so it's important to, to heed your emotions and, and maybe not go out of control. I mean, it is also 29 Leo, the sun. So that can Drama. be... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, let's so, look at the... Mm-hmm. I hate to say that about that. Leo, but they're just so good at it. <laughs> they really I are. Leo. I love Leo. <laughs> well, let's look at, well, it, it does feel there's joy and there's uh, uh, potential of just expression of, of generosity, just like the sun's giving everything. Can you see right now or do I need to share? I think I need to share. Yeah. Let's look at the United States because this moon is very close to our moon in the United States. When I say our moon, the other people are in other parts of the country. They're not United States citizens, but yet it, we are part of this current world. And, you know, there's Most so people are affected by the United States. <laughs> yeah, and we're learning. We're affected by everybody, thankfully. So, he, yeah. yes. So this is the Sibley chart. We, there are several charts. We're going to get into that at a later date. There's other charts that are considered for the United States, which is fascinating. But this one has been considered most pop, very popular, and it's at 5.10 p.m. in Philadelphia on July 4th when it was... 1776. So as you can see, it has 12 degrees rising, which is ruled by Jupiter. So this full moon with the moon in Jupiter has extra potential. Uh, it's our rule. It's it's the ruling how we're navigating our our actions. You could say, and also you'll notice that the moon at 29 degrees extra with change, as they say, is conjunct our natal moon, the United States natal moon, at 27 degrees, within two degrees. Orb, it's very potent. It's emotionally a pathway that we can find is, uh, because in consciousness, we have the individual consciousness and the collective consciousness, and increasingly, the individual, of course, they relate. Okay, I want to stop and hear what you guys have to say. Well, I think um, I think what's most striking about this chart is that the the full moon North Node is almost exactly on the United States Uranus in that's, the sixth house. In the sixth house, yeah. So that's really it's, something's going to be shaken up here. Um, and it does have a good point. And with Uranus, of course, it's innovation. I think that's leading on the positive, like we said, willingness to innovation. And there's clues in all over here where that is a huge potential. But so I, was, mm-hmm. I was just looking at the fifth house, what it rules in, in mundane. And of course, that's, it's, it actually rules public school systems, ambassadors, government representatives, um, children you know of course children and uh and entertainment so um wow a lot a lot of really interesting 
things. Yes, yeah. and and yeah. transiting Uranus, which is that change factor we know, the chaos unexpected, is in the fifth house here natally on this chart. And it has that year-long square with Saturn that's also in its own sign. It, in other words, between the old and the new rulers of 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 our structure and breaking the structure yes and so it's very much exactly what we're all looking for and out of that the creativity which it there is more creativity when it's immutable signs such as our natal um in gemini i mean we are about ideas new ideas how are they manifesting and so yes being connected to that north node point which is really potent because if we try to imagine how this is relating to the kite that we're talking about, it's back to that south node of our philosophy that's so close to our ascendant. So how are we acting in our world? And of course, education is getting a large thrust of this here. Like, boy, the parents with the kids, and I'm not even saying how I... I'm just full of compassion and more than compassion though, it's very, to be very objective. It's so interesting to see the dynamics. I mean, there is part of me that just tries to look at it on a witnessing platform so that I can try to understand later the dynamics because you know, when everything is so chaotic with so much input, how can you really understand it unless you just look back and see how this, this, it's occurring, but it's fundamental that we have education and that we provide it. And how, anyway, it's one of the big, that and of course the cultural, we've been the melting pot. So we think of the, of the world and how is that affecting us? We have huge thoughts. Well, I'm just going to go back to the Uranus again, because I'm, <laughs> I'm <laughs> one thing I noticed just looking at this right now is that the because we've got that North Node conjunct Uranus, um, it connects into that grand trine and that kite. And what I really like about that is that Saturn is trining Uranus. So transiting Saturn is trining the United States Uranus. And I feel like that to me feels like it's very, um, it's going to ground the energy a bit more uh, and give it a little more potential to, for things to um, manifest in a good way. Plus the Venus, I just really like that Venus Saturn trine. I mean, there's such strong planets and, um, and there's a lot of potential to tap into that energy. And Venus right now in the sky and one of her signs of Libra of relationships and um, extremes, you could say, because it's me and the other and how are they manifesting is approaching you could say wanting to connect with our common cultural, if we look at the United States, not just politically, but who we are as a nation that we come from. And I'm speaking as one of those citizens in the United States, um, uh, as you say, with its own Saturn of structure. But what I like is, is that Saturn 
with its structure gets has structure, right? It's the it's the building blocks, it's the foundational four corners, it's it's our spine. But you know, sometimes the spine needs adjustments or else the, the vertebrae get crunched and it isn't perfect all the time. It needs to get readjusted. And right now that is what the emphasis is working on, I think, is really through, and, and it can come from different factors. Obviously this one, if you look at the chart, is in the 10th house of society. So rules and and authorities and government are trying to really do that. But in the background, all the people, and we are talking about the new, the moon that represents the people, are what eventually we trust is going to be implementing with their feelings and what they want. You know, it is a matter of getting involved. So um, participating. Of, there, oh, sorry. <laughs> no, there was I, another I piece of this too, and I don't know if we if we wanted to go into this or not, but or if that's where we're going. Uh, but the the U.S. I was just looking at the U.S. chart, and so it it, it was created born under a full moon cycle, and now it's currently by progression in the balsamic cycle. Is that correct? Am I crazy with that? No, yeah, no, no, it wasn't full no. moon because it wasn't are, full can moon. You, All right. Can then you see this? No. Well, can you see it right now on our chart? I was just looking it up in, in the one that I have in solar fire. Well, no, because yeah. we have um, the, the sun is 13 degrees. It's balsamic. Cancer. Well, it's cancer. It's in a cancer. And we have a a um it's a um an aquarius moon so you know it's approaching um a um it's in between it's approaching last square right yeah it's approaching a square in 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 aries but it has you know 15 degrees to go so i mean there's others um in other words it's they're not easily uh, i think it's very idealistic uh, in Aquarius because it wants to, Aquarius wants is the community. It wants to improve conditions and it wants to, but it can be elitist because what, who is your community? And I think that is what everything is being said. When we look at the world and we even look at our own life, who's in our community? Who do we want in our community? And who will we accept into the community? If you look at the Olympics that happened, I mean, there's so many new um, sports that one might think, is that really Olympics or not? But yes. In other words, it's inclusive. It's and this. So that has been, I think, for me, the biggest part is um, the need to embrace on a wide scale, on a personal scale, what has not been like oneself. Look, you know, look further, look at the values. If we're looking at Venus in in, the other side of Venus, besides relationships, is Taurus of values. You know, look at common denominator and, and raise those values, make it more apparent and possible for everybody. But, you know, one other factor here is Mars. Mars is squaring Mars. You could say immutable signs. It's approaching that. One's in Gemini of our thoughts and the other is in Virgo that's both ruled by by Mercury, but is saying, hey, right now it's like, okay, you got all these great ideas? Fine. How are we going to distill them? Like, how are we going to put a little practicality of Earth basis into this? 
And so um, that could be innovative. But not so easy to get there, yes? Yeah, it's um, it's really interesting that the sun is, is pretty closely conjunct the United States Hygieia as well. So, of course, we're going to be seeing health and um, and hygiene up again. Yeah. I mean, not that it's ever not these days, but it'll definitely be in the spotlight. Shall I swap this? I'm going to swap it, everybody. We're going to put the uh, event, which is the full moon that we're talking about, in two weeks. Today is August 8th. This is the 22nd at 8.02 a.m. Eastern Time. And it shows... Uh, because this way it shows the event that's happening and how is the country relating to it. So it still has the full moon that we're talking about at 29 degrees conjunct our nations at 27, but it's in the sixth house of health, of daily routines along, you know, and it is this with uh, Jupiter. So, and it does show that here it's it's wanting to talk about Mercury. So really, Mercury is the ruler of of this natural chart. Yeah, thinking about what it uh, wants to do. <sighs> and a lot of potential for, like you were mentioning, innovation with that Jupiter in the in the full moon chart is exactly conjunct the United States palace which is conjunct our natal moon in Aquarius. So natally, the United States has a moon palace conjunction and that Jupiter is really right on top of it. So a lot of potential for, um, for strategizing kind of new thinking or um, just getting really creative uh, strategically about things so this the kite energy is not always the easiest energy and so we've got that right up on the the united states uranus and so the, there there is this could be a challenging time for the country but it could be that these challenges start to spark something that um will come to fruition at a later date Yes, and if we, it, the Sabian symbols, I know that with the Moonbeam team, we talked about that a bit, and that would have been a couple of weeks ago. So for those people that are uh, uh, subscribing to Talk Cosmos YouTube channel, you can easily just click and look at that. But, and there were three points. The Sabian symbol, Mark Edmund Jones, has a, it's an interesting uh, description of the energies um, and so the one is at 30 degrees but if we look at the one before and after it's like the one before is uh, the karma point and it's a butterfly emerging and then the Sabian symbol itself is 30 degrees and it's rooted in the past of ancient culture a spiritual brotherhood and the next one the quest which would be one degree Pisces in this case, because of course we're talking about the, the moon, is a crowded marketplace uh, with, with a lot of products. And so 
on a spiritual basis for just looking at that as maybe some information that's cluing us in it is showing perhaps this chaos that we're having if we look at this whole backdrop of pluto square eris which is the fourth time in in aries and capricorn which is go ahead forward separate be the pioneer with against the structure of things um it's birthing we're in a birthing process and a, a chance to yes sorry folks you one of yeah. you <laughs> yeah yeah and i mean it's plus with that that eris pluto square i mean it's really close to our our natal the united states natal pluto as well so oh yes it's just like there's a lot of um potential for <sighs> growth i guess i mean that's the the nice way of putting it and susie i'm curious do you know if the if the sixth house in mundane does that relate to the workers yeah it's gonna okay. yeah it's gonna be anything um unions things like that yeah yeah. Okay. So that, that makes sense with military the, with, too. Military. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. With the, the natal, the United States natal Uranus in the yep. sixth house, it's like, yeah, workers revolting. So this, I mean, this, that's service. A, yeah. Yeah. yeah that's people not whole mm-hmm. um, outcome of, of how and, this full moon can play out. And if we look at the United States nodes, which is part of this trite, I mean, not trite, grand kite, trine that we've been talking about so just but with this uh inner relating to this full moon with our natal i'm trying to express it for those people that are not seeing what i'm seeing you know because i'm looking at the visual but look and this fifth house in this particular one that i swapped with the um, event in the middle with our south node saturn conjunct in other words a transit right now at eight degrees Aquarius, you know, because it stays in Aquarius now for about three years. We have another two and a half years to go. And it is, um, has, it's in relationship with releasing, because South Node besides a moon is what we were trying to release in order to integrate the the next going ahead. So what you were saying about um, the structures, you know, regrouping those structures. I'm going to swap it back and then I'm going to stop sharing because we only have a few minutes and next week will be Planet Buzz. So do subscribe, continue with our leading edge conversations here in astrology. And I'm with Susie Kara Wright and Amanda Pierce. Susie Kara Wright's from Tennessee, Nashville, and, and Amanda's in Seattle, Washington. And you can find them both at Talk Cosmos. Just go there and all the bios are up and you can connect with anybody. And always talk to us oh my goodness we don't have much time i'm gonna stop sharing so yes um thoughts if you had something thinking we've said so much yeah (laughs) yeah it is innovative and i think that's what it is it's hard to piece all the thoughts together isn't it with innovation but we got to keep working it's this it's in the future right we're talking ahead of the time yeah and just to bring it back to the the leo aquarius dynamic because that's what the full moon is is based upon is we're kind of like it's a 
it's finding that balance between what our heart wants and what's the greatest good for for the community. Oh, perfectly said with a Leo Aquarius soul. Thank you, Amanda and Susie and our audience. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us on Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests connect soul growth patterns with the energetic cycles of astrology. Be sure to tune in next Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific time to continue your journey through the roots of the cosmic pathway. 